Welcome to another edition of More Than Football, recorded right here at Triple M. My name is Tim, and today I am here with a Reds legend. 123 appearances in all competition, that ranks 8th all time. 27 goals in all competition, that's 5th all time. He's an FFA Cup winner, A-League Premiership and Championship winner. I am, of course, talking about Marcello Corusco. Welcome to the show. How are you, Dim? Thank I'm you very much. very good. It's good to have a chat to you. I mentioned before we came in that you know I joined uh, the club as a staff member in halfway through the 16-17 season. So you were still there, but I didn't get a yeah. chance to, you know, it's not like we sat down and had a coffee. I didn't get that chance. You're busy playing <laughs> yes. and training. Um, so it's good that I get to ch- a chance to sit with you now, get to know you a little bit better and, and yep. ask you about your career. So I appreciate you coming in. No um, we're going to start right at the beginning. So yep. growing up in Argentina, you know, what was it like? What was family life like? Yes, um, I grew up uh, in Argentina. I started playing football when I was uh, four years old. Mm-hmm. I was playing for the same club until I was 11 years old. Um, oh, everything in Argentina is... My life was uh, going around uh, the soccer balls, you know, always playing with my brothers. My older brother played as well, so my father loved football. So every two, three times a week we went to training since very, very young. And after when I when I turned 11, uh, I went to Estudiantes de la Plata, which is uh, the club and I follow in Argentina. Uh, actually, it's the biggest club in Argentina. Mm-hmm. Let me say t- that. Um, yeah, and after... When I was 18, uh, I had the privilege to, to to play in the first first team and make a debut when I, yeah when I was uh, 18 I think yeah um, yeah and after in Argentina I got uh, my parents my older brothers my younger brother which uh, last month he moved to Australia so he's living with us now at the moment mm-hmm. uh, he's planning to stay so happy to have family here as well. Yeah, that's great. Well, I'm just going to go back again. So, uh, mum and dad, you know, what what did they do? What were they like? They yes. obviously supported you the whole way through. Yes, um, we grew up in a countryside. Uh-huh. Uh, we have a chicken farm. We still have a chicken farm over there, which my father and my older brother is running at the moment. And yes, uh, we have a seven a seven a fireside pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, with lies, everything in, in my house, so <laughs> was something uh, helped me in my development. Yeah, uh, all the time playing there with my older brother, with my f- my brother friends, with friends. Um, I think it's uh, something that helped me with, with my skills, and uh, and it's something that uh, unfortunately here in Australia we we don't have much. So right. yeah. Um, uh, my mom always uh, was looking after us, looking after the house, and they, they support me all the way. They took me to training. They, they look after me all the time. Uh, first was, of course, going to school, mm-hmm. and second was playing. So I did well at school. If not, I didn't play. I didn't went to training. Uh, so yeah, I'm very grateful because of them. I'm, I'm where I, I did a career. I, I, I did. Yeah. Wow. So who were, who were your role models growing up, like football or otherwise? Yeah, was, uh, my father, of course, mm-hmm. um, but uh, talking football ways, I think at uh, the moment was uh, Maradona, always looking at him. Yeah. Uh, also was another player that I love, the way that he played. There was uh, Kili Gonzalez, mm-hmm. Christian Gonzalez. Uh, he who, who was a left footer also. He played for national team for a lot, for many years. 
And yeah, I remember looking at him and his movement and everything. Yeah. So, you know, you, were, you mentioned that you, you went to Estudiantes. Um, yeah. So how were you noticed by that club? Like, when did you sign your first professional deal? Yeah, I went there when I was 11. I went for a trial mm-hmm. and I did pretty well the first uh, training and uh, I signed straight away. And after was a long journey, seven years training, training almost every day there and going going to to games and trying to play because when I was 11 to 14, I think, uh, I didn't play much because okay. I was very skinny, very... Um, it was small compared with my teammates, mm-hmm. so I didn't play much. And when I turned 14, 15, I started to play a little bit more. And after that, from uh, from one division, when I was uh, here for under 16, we called Sexta over there. <laughs> I went to to train with the first team. Mm-hmm. And after, yeah, I played one game in the reserve team against Boca Juniors. And after, yeah, the, the following year, I... I I make uh, the first team and yeah my my dream came true. Yeah, when when did you or your family first um realize or notice that perhaps you had some skills here to to make it at a big club like that? I don't know, it's a difficult question. <laughs> you should ask my my parents. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, to be honest, when I was young I was enjoying the sessions, enjoying the training, I was doing what I love it yeah. and I have a, I did a lot of sacrifices as well. But because uh, always in my, my, my mind was to be a soccer player mm-hmm. and you have to have a lot of commitment. You have to be very professional for a very young age and mm-hmm. and also have the support for young parents, which uh, I did. And I'm very grateful for that. And yeah, from, as I said before, from 16, 7, 16, maybe 15, all your friends going out, you know, and mm-hmm. you want to have a normal life you can say but sometimes you play in the day after the day after you need to look after yourself you need to eat well you need to eat healthy so you need to be very very focused to to make it um, and and uh, i was very committed and that's why i i i make it and yeah uh, i'm no i'm very Grateful for that, and uh, also for for the support I got from my family, which is still they they are there. Yeah, well, and you mentioned that the ch- you still have the chicken farm. Yes, yeah. we have did, the chicken farm, of course. Did yeah. you have to help out on the farm? Yes, or? yes, yeah. yeah. When I was young, I uh, went to w- went to my my father or work in the farm as well. Mm-hmm. Collecting eggs and yeah, helping him in, but not much. If my father listened, he would say no. I didn't help much, <laughs> but yeah, I did when I was young. And after I focusing in the school and football, and yeah, I couldn't help him anymore. That's yeah. why I I left my brothers to do the job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Have you thought about starting a chicken farm here and in, in the Adelaide Hills? Maybe <laughs> not really, not really. <laughs> but my brother came now with all working after you know twelve. 14 years there right. as a manager and he came to Australia now and he of, of course he always uh, asked me why we don't put a <laughs> one here <laughs> I said I don't know man I don't know we see maybe maybe next year <laughs> <laughs> well yeah the, look you know there's plenty of farmland around of course, here you know yeah. you could never could know yeah, you've got the. We'll get to the academy later, but you know the Kuriska Chicken Farm or whatever you want to call it. You know, it could be a, could uh, be a could, sound yeah, business. Yeah, why not? Um, 
so back to the football. Uh, you know, it's Estudiantes, as I said, is a big club. Yep. And, you know, and bigger than Boca Juniors and River Plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what was it like to face clubs like that? Yes, uh, first, of course, Estudiantes, one of the biggest clubs now in Argentina. Uh, Verón is the president at the moment. They have good, very good players as well. Macherano come back to play in, uh, in Argentinian League and he's playing there. And uh, also Marcos Rojo that was in Manchester United come back, also is playing there at the moment. And it's a club that uh, everyone is like a family, you know. You go there and everyone knows each other. They are very open. Every time I come back to Argentina, always I go there to say hello. Or if, even if I have to train, uh, they open the doors. You can train. Doesn't matter who is the coach at the moment. They always are open and always looking after the ex-players, mm -hmm. which bring a, a good culture. The club is culture is, is, is brilliant. It's one of the best I ever see. Mm -hmm. So hopefully we can bring this this culture clubs here to, to Australia. And uh, this is part of the 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 thing I got in my list for <laughs> the to 2020. Yeah, well, as I as mentioned before, the, we'll get to the academy and you are back here at Adelaide United. So... We can get to that. Let's yeah. put a pin in that one just no for worries. now. Um, but, you know, it's, it's obviously well documented, um, you know, that you represented Argentina at under-20 level. You went to a, a FIFA under-20 World Cup in the UAE. Yep. So just, you know, describe what's that, what was that experience like? Yes, I was playing in Estudiantes. I played only, I think, one game or two games when uh, I received the call for the national team. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, yeah, we played the, the South America um, competition, which we won, and we qualified for the for the World Cup. And yeah, to represent your country, of course, is one of the biggest highlights in my career, and uh, I'm so proud and happy to to be part of that that uh, team at the mo that moment. Um, yeah, and after we did, uh, we went to the World Cup, and we did. Pretty well. We we couldn't win the, the cup, but uh, was was something I will never forget. Mm. Um, some of the players in that team, some big names that went on to some big careers. Uh, you know, Carlos Tevez. You mentioned yeah. Mascherano before. Pablo Zapoleta. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, what was it like? You know, playing with those guys. Like no, now you look back. Of course, you would say. Uh, how fortunate I was to be part of that team, uh, but when I was playing there, well, well, I was one one yeah, more player, mates, yeah. just teammate, and we have a great relationship. We have a great group also, which helped us to to won the the South American tournament. And yeah, a couple of guys I still get in touch with, uh, but yeah, it was 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 very very nice to be part of that that team. Yeah, could could you see? Uh, the types of players they were, and could you see the the type of the, yes. the skill level they had? Yeah, yes, of yeah. course. These three that you mentioned, for example, they were playing in national team for since they were fourteen years old. Mm -hmm. And uh, actually, Pablo Savaleta and Macherano are younger than me, mm -hmm. one year younger, and they were playing in in under twenties when they were nineteen or eighteen, actually. And Macherano especially was uh, unbelievable. He was uh, he surprised me every every session. He was uh, quick, strong, wow. uh, good with the ball. Technique was also unbelievable. And and after that, 
he played the, all those years in in uh, the national team because he he deserved. He was, I think, the best number number f six in this case. We yeah. say number five mm -hmm. in Argentina. He's number six here in Australia. Uh, the best number six in in Argentina national team history. I think. Yeah, you mentioned he's back now. Um, yes, in Argentina. he's back yeah, to Estudiantes. Yeah, so there's obviously something about the club, as you've, as you've mentioned. I mean, you know, what's the atmosphere like playing in those stadiums and in that league? Yeah, it's it's different comparing yeah. with Australia, uh, but it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing. You hear the support from the the warm-up, you know, it's the, the stadiums always are packed, always full, and uh, it's uh, something that I miss when I mm -hmm. came to Australia this kind of uh, support and uh, um, from the fans but yeah uh, Australia had different things that uh, at that this at that moment and I, I prefer to so that's why I, I decided to come to yeah. to here and play in the league so just talking about the uh, Copa Libertadores final last year I think yeah, it was last year with uh, Boca Juniors and River Plate. Yes. And some of the things that went on with the fans. Did you experience any of that crazy fandom? Yes, of course. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Every game was a different story, you know. Um, yeah. If you do well, it was brilliant. If you didn't, and uh, you have problem with the fans. Of course, we have right. different moments which where fans come up to the training session and stop the training session and come to us. Hey, guys, what's going on here? You need to wow. start winning. Wow. It's not you're gonna have problem with us and say and yes, these kind of things are pretty common in Argentina, mm -hmm. unfortunately. But yeah, uh, and when you are winning, you are in the top of the world, you know, and everyone yeah. loves you. And but it's pretty like it's, it's a bit uh, like that, you know, up and downs. When you are winning, everyone yeah. loves you. When you are no, yeah, <laughs> without you don't win. Uh, if you can imagine Messi, for example, have different. Uh, everyone loves him. He's the best player in the world. And unfortunately, still, when he goes to Argentina, there is fans that don't like him because he mm -hmm. never won a tournament with Argentina. Yeah. And it, which for me is crazy. But yeah, the f it's difficult to understand the, the fanatics. The fanatics. Yeah. Uh, well, it's a religion in South yes. America. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even when I went to Turkey in Galatasaray, it was similar. Similar. Mm -hmm. People was crazy, crazy, yeah. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but it was good. Uh, I enjoyed. Well. That's a good segue because it's just about to ask you about your move to Galatasaray. Yeah. So um, describe that. Like how how tough was it playing over there? Since I believe you signed a, a five year contract. Yes. Is that right? Yep. Um, if you don't mind me asking, what happened? Like, did you plan uh, on staying in Europe, or you know what happened there before yep. you went to uh, Cruz Azul in um, Mexico? Yes. When I was uh, in Estudiantes, I have a couple of offers to left. Uh, to leave the country and I decided to go to, to Galatasaray mm -hmm. because it was a, one of the biggest with Fenerbahce the biggest club in, in Turkey at that year we played the champion the champion league and mm -hmm. UEFA league so this was one of the the reasons I, I decided to go there also I signed five years contract um, moving from living with my parents to, mm -hmm. to Turkey a uh, pretty dif different country compared with Argentina yeah. uh, Muslim Muslim country as well, different uh, lifestyle. Uh, everything was uh, pretty different, uh, so it was a bit difficult the first six six months, mm -hmm. especially. 
But after that, uh, I enjoy. It was a great experience. I met a lot of good people over there. Also, yeah. praying against uh, Galatasaray fans is it was something uh, also I would never, never forget. And I have great memories. Um, yeah, and I was there two years only because uh, I have I didn't play much with mm -hmm. one of the coaches that was there. And uh, I was 24 at the mm -hmm. moment, 23, 24, and uh, I couldn't afford to play for my, for a couple of years, so I, I decided to move. So I have this offer from from Mexico, Cruz Azul. Mm -hmm. I went to Cruz Azul for one year, and uh, I was playing there. was uh, was doing well, and uh, I have an injury. Uh, I broke my I broke my collarbone mm -hmm. in the game. And after that, uh, the, the next six months was was uh, terrible because I came back from that injury. I broke again, came back again after two months. I broke again, so I was outside for six months. Wow. And I came back to Argentina to have an operation. I don't want to remember the doctor at the club because uh, I'm enjoying the, the interview at the moment. So I don't <laughs> remember that doctor. Yeah. But yeah, I came back to Argentina. And I have an uh, operation there, mm -hmm. and I went to Estudiantes, of course, mm -hmm. to train, as I said before. Yeah. Always I come back there, and I went there, and Alejandro Sabela was the coach at that moment. And the two assistant coach were two coaches that I, I have uh, when I was an, in under 12 and under 13 in mm -hmm. in. Uh, in Estudiantes, so I knew it, I knew them, and I started training with them. Thinking in my next contract, come maybe coming back to, to Turkey. Uh, I wasn't sure at that moment, and Sabela wanted me to stay there and uh, and play for for Estudiantes. And Estudiantes at the moment had the World Cup clubs in mm -hmm. in Dubai as well. So I decided to stay there, and and I signed for one year in Estudiantes again. Yeah, wow. So yeah, full circle back to Argentina. Yeah. Um, what what type of challenge is it? And when you go through injury problems like that, yep. um, and the type of mindset you have to have, especially if you're away from home yes. like that as well. Yeah, it was, it's difficult. It's, it's very difficult, especially when you are young and you don't have this uh, psychological support, mm -hmm. especially because it was in a country where they speak Turkish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't speak English either. Right. So I have a translator as well, which helped me a lot. But, you know, most of the day I was by myself with my brother or a friend that came for visit us or... But yeah, it was difficult. I, I remember sometimes crying in, uh, before I go to bed, you know, I say, what I'm doing here, I should go, I should stay, you know, thinking in your future, what is the best. And it's, it's not easy, it, was, it wasn't easy, mm -hmm. but yeah, it's, uh, it's, I think, helped me to build my resilience as well, you know, to to keep uh, trying and keep following my, my dream that uh, was to play in Europe. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, and I did it, and, and after uh, during my career, unfortunately, after come back from Mexico, I have a lot, a lot of injuries, and uh, I started psychology as well. I yeah, almost right. quit football when I was 29, before coming to Australia, yeah. because I have injuries, muscle injuries, especially mm -hmm. every every month. Wow. So yeah, it was crazy. And before coming to Australia, uh, I was thinking to quit. Really? Because, yeah, mentally I was uh, pretty bad. And I started psychology as well, to, that which helped me a lot mm -hmm. to go, went through that. Um, 
And when you are players, you don't realize that there are more, more important things that just play. Mm. Playing football is just a game, you know? Yeah. And sometimes you are in that uh, moment that you think if you don't play, you you don't have anything in life to live for, you know? Mm -hmm. So, especially in Argentina, which is a country with, with like, it's a religion for us. Yeah. And yeah, this, the psychology helped me to, to see the world in different ways. And uh, yeah, and I came back and after I had the offer to come to Australia, and I spoke with my wife and we decided to come here and try. That's actually the perfect segue. So, we're going to leave it there for part one with Marcello Karuska. So, just stay tuned. Uh, part two will be coming soon, where we'll talk a lot more about Cello's career at Adelaide United and beyond. <laughs>